Founding a company or startup can be daunting. From initial idea to final product, there are many steps that have to come together before the public can even take a look at your product. Recorded during South by Southwest, I and fellow entrepreneurial enthusiast Ryan Francis sat down with Finery co-founders Brooklyn Decker and Whitney Casey. Now, their names might sound familiar outside of the tech space, and that is because you've probably seen them both on television. Brooklyn Decker has appeared on the Netflix show Grace and Frankie as Mallory and has also graced the pages of many magazines as a model. Whitney is a long-term journalist who has had years of broadcast experience in New York and in Houston. The two of them came together to found Finery, an online wardrobe management tool. The two of them are quite a collective creative force. Here is our interview with Brooklyn Decker and Whitney Casey. Decker, uh, would you talk to us a little bit about your background and your history and what you're doing right now? Yeah, so I started as a model many, many years ago mm-hmm. um, and became the ultimate cliche. I transitioned into acting a few years <laughs> after that. Um, and so I am currently on a show called Grace and Frankie on Netflix as an actor. Um, However, uh, one of my dear friends who I met in Austin, Whitney Casey, um, she and I for many years have wanted to go into business together. And we both kind of have media backgrounds, totally different from one another, but still like in the media space. Um, A lot of times you don't know when that next job is going to come. And we both have an entrepreneurial spirit and also wanted to do something for those down months. And we were like, what kind of business can we start? Um, And Finery was the brainchild of Whitney we had talked about several different ideas and she brought this idea to me and you know that like aha moment when something comes to you and you say, why doesn't this exist already? That's what I felt with Finery. And so she and I pursued this passion and launched it exactly a year ago. Very awesome. I love that she said brainchild and me in one sentence. (laughs) Love it. That's not cliche. Blonde brainchild. This was your brainchild. It was. It was ours. It was, we, when we, we, we said we wanted to do things together. We had the crazy dumb ideas, just like dumb. We'd just be like, oh, and then let's try this. And then, but we got really passionate about it. And we were talking earlier about fear and the two of us, we weren't, we were never, we're just not fearful people, mm-hmm. but we also just know a dumb idea. Right. And we're like, yeah. that's just dumb. Let's not do that. And dumb because it exists already. There were yeah. so many ideas that we had and we're like, people are already doing this and doing it really well. Why would we try to break into that space? Yeah. Right? Like, and then when it hits you, it hits you because sure. you realize I want this. And every one of my friends wants it too, not because they're just being like super nice about it, but they've talked about it. They've said, I have a real pain point here and why isn't why doesn't this exist? And before we jump into the idea, I want to get a little bit about the background on you. Yeah. Oh, yes. I my background is media, okay. news specifically, television news. If it bleeds, it leads. That's mm-hmm. all me. Nice. The TV bobblehead. Uh-huh. So I did that for a decade. Very cool. If it bleeds, it yeah. leads. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's like it. Wow, yes. it's it was pretty bad. Wow, I have never heard that before. Yeah, I have it, I've I mean, never heard that before either. Really, it yes. That, if it's a car accident or a burning building, yep. and you know, it's, yeah. it's the truth. Wow. Is what it is. Yes, it's, what, yeah. it's wow. your local news. Yeah, right. Very, very cool. All right, let's jump into into. Let's go back to this. The brainchild. So, when were you? When did it come out? And what was the? Where's the history on that? It was a year ago mm-hmm. that we, actually it's been in the works two years, but we launched a year ago, um, right before South by Southwest, we got together and we thought, well, you know, South by Southwest is where a lot of people launch. We will not do that. Right. Um, but after, like about a, um, three weeks after we launched last year, and it's been a year now that we've had users and real feedback, and our users say, 
that they love it and that they want everyone to sign up for it. No, we have a company <laughs> called Finery. We haven't talked about the name of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the name is very it's important. It's Finery. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a little background on what it is, it's, we call it the wardrobe operating system, your mm -hmm. wardrobe but smarter. And if you think about, I always say iTunes because I'm a little bit older, but new kids would say Spotify. But if you think about iTunes before it existed, you had your CD books in on your, you remember on your, your uh, like sure. in your, your rear view mirror in your car, um, you had CD albums everywhere. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh wait, I can put all of this in one place on my desktop or my phone. How cool is this? And I can have my music with me everywhere I go. Why does that not exist for clothing? Women spend more money on their clothing than they'll spend on their education over their lifetime, which is a pretty shocking statistic. And yet there's nothing out there to help us manage it. So that's where Finery comes in. Yes. And what in the in the beginning of in the early stages of development, where where was the aha moment that you guys are like this? Where did you see the problem? Where did you see the opening for it? Well, when we started talking, we were saying, well, you know, when you sign, when you finish shopping at, you know, like a Revolver, Zara, and online, when you check out, you finish, and you would want it to say, put this into my wardrobe for me. Mm -hmm. Because you're getting an email, and that's very perfunctory. You never go check the email until, like, something's missing from your order. So the email is just sort of a part of the process. But we thought at the end, you could just, the company could say, would you like to put this into your closet, into your wardrobe? But then we realized like, okay, that's impossible because you would have to have a sales team that would go approach every retailer. And right now we support 725 retailers. Can oh, you imagine right. what wow. a big sales team that yeah, would be? Huge. So we did not do that. Instead, mm -hmm. we solved with technology and we had been using things like TripIt, which is an email parser that goes in and finds all of your travel itineraries and your rental cars in your hotel and put them all into one email for you. But it looks through your email receipts mm -hmm. and slice was doing it and mint was doing it for your banking. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, well, there has to be a way to do this for fashion mm -hmm. because we all get that obligatory email that tells us your order is coming and here's what's in your order. So we said, let's figure out how to understand those receipts. And they all are like fingerprints. They have like DNA of their own. They're mm -hmm. truncated sentences. BLU is blue on one side and it's VLR violet on the other, which makes no sense. Yes. They'll so, change multiple times. Yes. Like the receipt the will change. Like a, exactly, but a retailer will change their receipt composition like four oh. times a year. So we're constantly having to keep up with that. It's quite intense. That's it a is. Lot. And that's, that's why it has not existed before. Yes. <laughs> so when we ask, why doesn't this exist? That's why. Yeah. It's not easy to do. We have four patents on it. Okay. So it was a lot more. We thought it would take a lot less time right. to make. And everybody, every founders think that, and right. it's always the case. Sure. But in this case, it's still a work in progress because as Brooke's saying, it's not, uh, it's not like we created the tech and it sits there. Right. It's evolving because they're constantly changing yeah. too. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I've learned about software is you're never done. Uh -uh. It, even, even Facebook today still evolves. And the, the same with, with most good software, that you're always constantly evolving. So it's something you just gotta get used to. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Um, this article that we're going to go into, so we're also mm -hmm. doing some uh, content for our next Found in Austin issue, mm -hmm. and it's about flow. And so one thing that we notice in, um, in founders is you have to allow things to flow, and work and work-life balance, all that. How do you guys, I know that you, one of you, you Brooklyn, you live in Austin, but here. then also yeah. you work in California and yeah. New York, and you, when you live in New York and mm -hmm. kind of travel a lot. How do you balance it all? Go ahead. Slack. Slack does help. Slack. Yes. I mean, 
Slack and just really being vigilant about updating each other, making sure that we're constantly checking in. And really what it is, it's actually so great to not all be in the same office because what we'll do is sort of by the end of the day or when there's a real problem that is like being hashed out by all these people in the office, Brooke is basically the West Coast office or right. Austin office that could call and say, okay, here are the seven issues that are happening and she has just a fresh perspective from it or the opposite. Like she's out there trying to w build this community for us and she'll say, hey, I'm like really, I don't know where this is going. And I'm like, oh, well that's easy this way. But if we're in the same office where it's just such a redundancy of problems that we, that you don't really, it's actually, I would say founders should try to like maybe not office together because yeah. <laughs> you are fresh. You really mm -hmm. solve problems from a totally different perspective. Well, and everybody has different skills like right it's uh, some people are better at others than I mean and that's what everybody that's pretty universal so that makes a ton of sense to me that's a really good piece of advice yeah it really yeah, is office separately yeah. yeah try to yeah. yeah see if it works I think it yeah, makes sense a lot of great companies actually just have all of their employees work from home I mm -hmm. mean they have an office if people want to come in but they work from home and there's accountability of course, but yeah, you always have kind of fresh, especially with like something like technology where everything's evolving so quickly to have we people do work from anywhere. Wednesdays. Um, we, we find the best code is pushed on Wednesdays. The best ideas come out the most refreshing parts of the day, like parts of ideas come out on Wednesdays when no one is working together. Uh -huh. Right. But then we do have Slack lash Thursdays, which is don't use Slack on Thursday. There's a huge Slack lash. Like mm -hmm. people stop talking to each other. So on Thursdays, you're not supposed to Slack. On Wednesdays, all you do is Slack. And then all Brooke and I do is Slack. But, and also video chat is so amazing for screen share. It yep. is like you're oh, there. It's incredible. Right. By the way, Slack, for anyone out there who doesn't know what it is, because we're talking a lot about yes. Slack, it's basically like a messaging software that an entire team can use. And it's just quicker and more organized than like an email or a text chain, obviously, with all of That's with your own with your entire office. Yeah. You could just quickly message somebody. It's kind of how like, just what was it before AOL Messenger? You yeah, had... it's like AIM yeah. back yeah. in the day. Yes. Oh my God. AOL Instant Messenger. What That's I love about Slack is that you can categorize your conversations yes. and your topics. And so unlike Instant Messenger, unlike Correct. email, yep. unlike all these other ones, it's like you can just, here's the topic and, and it lights up that there's new messages there. And it keeps it all organized. That's love, exactly right. Completely love it. And yeah, but when you're a founder, every one of those topics is your topic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Seriously. But you can still you're say, you know what? I don't want to talk about design today. Yes. I'm going to give this 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the design channel is blowing up. And I don't minutes. want to look at it today. <laughs> very true. Very true. When you guys uh, finally took it from paper napkin to idea to say, let's go. I mean, what was that experience like? Did you, you have to go, I mean, I imagine you're not coders yourself, so you have to go find a coding team, you got to do that. Why would well, you imagine that? No, well, I'm, I, I'm totally kidding. We are yeah. not. We have other skills. We are not. Yes. We have a great head of product, Gillis, um, mm. who Whitney met years ago, and he had an app, um, a news app, before he came to us, and it didn't go well because all of a sudden you had news on Facebook and Apple News and all this stuff that kind of trumped his app, but he did really well. Um, he's a total brainiac, and... Yes. He literally gave Whitney an elevator pitch years ago. And so when this thought came to her, she went to Gillis and was like, I know she was an advisor on his board. Um, she's like, I know I can do, I know he can do this. And Gillis and really helped us yeah, build out this product. We started f hiring engineers and then, and our team is 17, wow. which is a lot. Um, and it's a very heavy back end. 
So there's a lot. It's not even like sexy, awesome, full stack or front end, beautiful coding. It's a lot of like all data, all data systems. Like what kind of, how, what containers are you using? How fast can you scale? How fast can we get through those emails? Because if you tackle somebody with a big email account and we're basically saying we need to get your items in your wardrobe fast, we may have to go through, you know, hundreds of thousands of emails and each server handle, handles one email fast. Like you have to, we have to get it in their closet in 30 seconds. Wow. Otherwise you lose them or there's a huge drop off. So from ideation to, you know, actual first, uh, was, there were only four of us and then, and it was harrowing. And also there's that time where you're like, I, I'm not going to launch yet. We're not launching. We're not launching. And then somebody comes to you and says, I want to give, I want to do an exclusive on you guys. And we're like, all right, we'll be launching. Ready, yeah. We'll be launching. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I yeah. was going to ask happened? about that, that momentum. When did you feel that that, you said you idea for stage for two years and it launched a year ago. So. It was a year. It was a year. Well, until launch. Okay. Exactly. And then that when, when we got this big exclusive and this, you know, they wanted to really, they wanted to launch us. They gave us the date and we said to the dev team, all right, guys, this is the date. And then that's always good because I really do feel like it's never going to be perfect. And as a founder, you have to just like be ballsy and say, we're not, this isn't going to be the final product, but we can't just keep iterating here in our own right. little bubble. Right. We got to put it out there and it's going to be flawed and you got to ask for forgiveness and just improve and then tell your users all the time, we got to improve, we got to improve and we're just, we want to. And that, we listen to our users a lot. Brooke talks to our users. We, we legitimately call them on the phone and just, I mean, that's really the way to, to like get down to brass tacks about what actually is your product really producing what you set out to and is it solving a real problem or is it just like your thing? Yeah, definitely. When was, when was, what's your biggest roadblock? Like that you actually sat there and, and you were like, this is, this could stop everything. Or have you had any of those moments? You, we, we, we what are you going to say? <laughs> your Instagram, we, we were still yes. in private beta yes. and we wanted to load test and just, we had no way to, so there's interesting load testing is really easy for sites. You can hire companies that will load test, but our load tests, you can't use fake email accounts. You have to actually look, you can't, because Gmail will not let you access it. We use, a, we use their access, like OAuth it's called. So we can't create a bunch of fake emails and then the people have to have wow. real emails to parse them. Mm -hmm. So to load test your own system, you, you really can't. So you just have to actually build up your user base and then keep testing that. And so the first time we did it, Brooke put an Instagram post out mm -hmm. to her gazillions of people. And yeah, we crashed. Like, we didn't crash, but we just didn't load. How about yeah, that? Sure. I'll also say, I'll, like, and, and this is something we're working on now, and it's certainly not a problem, but it was an unexpected sort of turn in the road for us. We had, we kind of set out, you know, for Finery to be a productivity tool to help women manage their inventory, the stuff that they have. And we thought that that was going to be our product. And what we found is Whitney was saying, like, we're able to iterate quickly on user feedback. What we were hearing was like, no, no, great. You have all my stuff. Now what? I want to be able to style. I want you to tell me what to wear. Tell me what to buy. And so we're actually doing a big redesign now mm -hmm. that totally changes the way that you enter our site. Like as it currently stands, you enter our site and you see all of your stuff. Mm -hmm. And for someone like me, I, I love that. I love mm -hmm. just, I love having this inventory management system, but a lot, a lot of women don't want to see their stuff. They want to be told how to put it together. And so we're working on that now. And that was 
really surprising because it kind of made our product take, I wouldn't say like a left turn, but like a little veer in the road. You know, there was a little fork and it yeah, sort of veered we heavy enough. right. Yeah. And apparently we weren't. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're building on that. And so well, you just didn't know. We right? just didn't so know. You just, yeah. you, you we thought we knew what our user wanted. Know. That's exactly yeah. right. So and it's so like it's changed our product. Like Spotify, they just wanted to listen to music, but they wanted playlists mm-hmm. actually. And yes. so we have to start making playlists. Yeah. The beautiful thing that I've learned over all the entrepreneurs that I've, listened, I've interviewed mm-hmm. is that um, once you launch a business, it's just the starting point, and then you just pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot and grow and pivot and grow, and and you will start a year from now, your your business will look different. A year from then, it'll, it'll look different, mm-hmm. and it just it just they'll still have a threat to it, but you'll start seeing where it just kind of takes shape of its of its own. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that from you guys. It's like we've had this idea and all of a sudden we've had a, had a pivot and this is what we learned. And you're, you're, I, I feel like pivot is like kind of start to become sort of an overused word. Mm-hmm. Because I mean I feel like a pivot is something went wrong, you have to change. And what I feel like we're doing is something went right, your users res- – are talking to you because mm-hmm. when things go wrong, you don't have users talk to you. They sure. just peace out. Yeah, right. exactly and these right. users are like, okay, no, no, no. Okay, here's what we want, guys. We want this too. Right. Like in addition to this. So how about I, I like to say it's, not, it's less of a pivot. Yeah, it's, it's more of a, an odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Like it's more of a path, yeah. not a pivot, mm-hmm. because yeah. like the, they're leading our path. Mm-hmm. They're gonna tell us where to go next. And so it's not even turning around and trying something different. It's basically a path to where they want to be. You're right. Uh, you are exactly right. One of the things that I... I like that when people tell me that all the time. Right. You can tell so me can that you say, the Can you say it one more time? You're, 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 right. You're, right. you're right. We can you're make right. it a ringtone. <laughs> she's right. going she to take this and make it her ringtone. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> one of the things that um, my philosophy on business is that it evolves because it unfolds. So the words that I use a lot for whatever we do is like it's just unfolding because it does unfold in front of you. A lot of times people want to stay in that planning mode for the first, you know, because it's the safety. It's, we're just planning. We're just planning. We haven't launched. We're just planning. But once you pull the trigger, then it's just evolve. It's going to evolve and change and do different it things. It is so. so safe. You're right. And yeah. that's also what happened with our app. It's like we kept because we we launched with desktop. What we learned was seventy percent of women shop on their desktop still. Even though yeah. everybody's like mobile, mobile, mobile. Seventy percent of purchases are made on your desktop still in apparel. So we launched a, a, a desktop product. And then, of course, it just seems like natural that you would have your, you want to be mobile with your wardrobe, um, and you're not going to be rolling around with your laptop at the airport trying to pick out an outfit. So then we had this app, and we kept not launching it. Mm-hmm. And we kept not launching I mean, and it was just, and I, finally I was like, look, let's just secretly put it, we actually technically have not launched it. It is in the app store. Thank you. Yes. And we're just like, fine. I mean, the only way to do it is just put it there launch it we don't have to push it yeah we don't have to promote it but let's launch it let's yeah. get it out there because the only way we can grow is by listening to that user feedback sure how has your personal um sense of style changed with your own app sense of style maybe that's the wrong word i mean have you ha, has the app changed you and how you look at clothing and how you buy clothing or not Does it just make it more organized it has it has it has changed mostly because well, what it's done, it's, it's really reduced my spending because I see what I have. And I'm someone who I like what I like, and so I buy redundantly. You know, I love a black blazer. I love a black long skirt, and I have several of them. And so 
I forget that I have them because they're sitting in the back of my closet collecting dust. But when I can actually see it all on finery right in front of me, I'm like, oh wait, I don't need one of those. I can just not spend right now. Or I can buy something really funky. So for me, it's actually reduced my shopping significantly um, just because I'm not making all those redundant purchases. But Whitney has a really good rule that she now applies because of finery to her shopping. I don't buy anything unless it goes with, I can put it in three outfits. Nice. So basically, I, because you'll find you like things, but do they really go with anything you own? Are you going to have to create a whole look around that thing you're buying? Sure. So now it's like, oh, I can easily do this. I can go in my wardrobe, look to see, okay, I'm, I want to buy these green shoes. Do they go with anything? They have to go with three. They have to, of course, I'll like, Try and I can just literally, it's like having a try on before I'm buying it. Right. So I put it on my wish list and then I take any, I put it on a little board mm -hmm. and then I take things from my closet right. and I see if they match. So my wish list is what I want and my closet is what I have. Right. And then she and shares it with me. And I'd be like, okay, says, Brooke, should I buy should this? I buy this? <laughs> that's a really good, that's a that really is, good rule. Yeah. I've never heard it and it makes a hundred percent sense. <laughs> I, I wish I could tell my mother that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually intrigued me significantly when you said it organizes you and you end up spending less. I find that certain apps do that. Mm -hmm. So now instead of going to the grocery shop, you can have groceries delivered to you. It may cost you an extra 10, 15 bucks to get it delivered to you. However, you're only getting precision on what you're bringing. You're not doing all these purchases that are just um, off-the-cuff purchases. That's so true. But the other thing that intrigued me about you, what you just said is... There should be an app like this for men's tools because uh -huh. we buy tools over and over again. Like I've, I've done this many times. Where mm -hmm. I was like, I, I don't, I thought I had this, and I go buy it again, mm -hmm. and then lo and behold, two weeks later, there it is, and I've got two of them. So it's, it duplicates. Purposes. We didn't see it in your toolbox. It's like again collecting <laughs> dust, right? So you go and get it. You go and buy another one to duplicate. Yeah. From from the, the organization and simplicity standpoint, I really, I really like love it. that yeah. we're comparing the, the women's closets to tools, to which is kind toolboxes. of all a, a toolbox. Kind of yes, it's our toolbox too. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just as important yeah. on both sides. I should have used that while we were raising. That's another Actually, thing. Actually, yeah. That would have been so good. We were using, like, you pick an outfit before you get ready for dinner, and we were yeah. saying for a guy, you pick a restaurant before you go out to dinner. We were trying to connect it to food, but I like a toolbox. Yeah. yeah. Like a go. toolbox, you keep buying that keep same. Keep that in mind. What, give me a tool. Say. You keep buying that same. Screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, give me something Phillips better. head. Phillips, you keep buying that. <laughs> yeah. Plier. Needle nose pliers. Yes. B. Nice. It's not that obscure. Of a <laughs> I've never used a needle nose ever. <laughs> Um, and, and now you don't have to. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I heard that and it immediately triggered in my head. I'm like, well, that happens for men too. That's, it yeah. certainly does. Speaking of Rays, um, so that's got to be an intimidating process, right? I mean, it's, you got a business, you got ideas. Like, where do you, how do you take it from idea, launch, we need this much money to let's go raise it? Or was that already connections that you already had? Or that seems to be a process for certain people. We tried, we decided we were going to, like, before our angel round, we were just going to sort of meet with a bunch of VCs just to see. Because, like, if if anybody's going to shoot a hole in wide, gaping, massive hole into your beautifully laid plan, it will be a VC. Right. Sure. And what's so great about that is before we even started fomenting the idea, we did it. Like, and, and how the, and, and they came up with, I mean, they basically tell you, oh, it's never going to work and that, which is great because then you're going to take all of their feedback and sort of craft your company around like some pitfalls that they're seeing ahead of time. Right. So always understand what the market wants. Yes. But then understand that these people at VCs 
have seen everything. Right. So they'll say, well, there was something like this. So then they give you all the competitor data. Mm -hmm. They also tell you how you're going to fail eight times over. And then um, the other thing is they give you great ideas because they're some of the brightest minds in the business. Absolutely. They've seen every deck, every whatever. And remember the woman from AVP, Courtney, mm -hmm. she shops online all the time, We're sitting in a meeting with her and she said, you know, you guys, I really wish you would just tell me when I need to return things. Because like all these companies have seven days for this or 30 wow. days for that. And she's like, I just want a reminder of like, hey, you have seven days left till you need to return this or you no longer get your money back. And we were like... That is a great idea. It's Genius one of our stickiest um, hmm? features. like it. It's, go ahead. What would your advice be to someone that's listening to this on, in their car or working out and they've got this idea and they just haven't, they're in that safe mode still? What, what would you say to that person? Research the market first. Do a ton of research. See if it exists. If it doesn't, is it because many things have failed before and there's just not a market for it? Um, do your research, I think, before you start anything. And my second piece of advice would be find a co-founder. Um, you know, Whitney spearheaded this. I mean, she's a CEO. She's in the office every day. I kind of ha am in the fortunate position to kind of be able to take a step back and add that sort of fresh set of eyes every day at the end of the day. It's um, your sanity check. She's my sanity check. And yeah. we, that's so immeasurable. Mm -hmm. And also, like, you just have someone when you think... S-H-I-T is hitting the fan. You have someone... Can I say that? I can say it's sure. podcast, but yeah, I won't. Can say that. Shit hits the fan. When you think <laughs> shit is hitting the fan, you have a partner there who can ground you. Yeah. You know, because I think there are moments in every entrepreneur's path when they... Whether or not it's fearful or it's just... I don't know that I can control all of this. Mm -hmm. yeah. To be able to have someone to bring you back down and say, it's good, we can do this, here's a solution. I think that's really, really, really healthy and just helps keep you on track. But they also, it depends on who you, I mean, Brooke is like an incredibly solution-based person and is just also no bullshit. Sure. So I'm not going to have to dance around and we're not going to have to step on each other, like be careful to step on each other's feet. It's like, no, this is this. And we respect each other to the point of like such an intense respect that whatever she says, I know she's not disrespecting me. So I know that it's just being honest, earnest, and it's all going to make the product better. And the same with her. I'll be like, no, I really, you know, we think this or whatever. And she'll be like, okay, let me think about that. And, it, it, and I think when you do decide you're going to have a co-founder, it's like you have got to have a, such a deep mutual respect because things are going to get really hairy and like not pretty. You're going to fire people and you're going to disagree on direction and if you don't respect each other, it's like a marriage. It's longer than a marriage sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to have each other's back pretty much no matter what. So that's, Absolutely. I mean, pretty much. And that's goes going back to fear. It's like fear of it's fear of failure, feel, fear of success. It's both ways. And Wait, have, I don't know anything about fear of success. Well, what? I, what, what if what if it explodes and I can't handle this, or can't how am I going to do this? And that's I'm going back to the co-founder. And it's and it's it's good to keep you grounded on both on both levels, I think, and and that's I think it's important. With success comes immense responsibility sure. as well. I'm like, bring it. With great it. power comes great responsibility. That's exactly bring right. Bring it, bitches. That's exactly right. <laughs> Sorry, I you, never have fear of success. I yeah. definitely have fear of failure. Do you guys have any um, mentors, influencers, books, anything that inspires you and gets you going, or do you just kind of use each other and do that? We have a lot of women who have helped us get mm -hmm. to this point, especially when preparing for our raise. Um, one quick little like piece of advice you were asking about the raise. I think 
one thing that we were really fortunate to be able to do, and I think people should really hunt others down, when you're going to VCs or any investors, the person who makes the introduction on your behalf is very crucial. And if you can find a successful entrepreneur who has made that VC money make an introduction for you, does that make sense? Yes. You will get your foot in the door so much faster. Mm -hmm. And for us, Jen Hyman, the CEO of Rent the Runway, was one of those people co-founders of Away, um, Danielle and Carly at The Skim, all women, all female founders, they're like, I'll make an introduction for you. I'll tell you how I did my pitch. I'll send you my deck. I mean, these women really were instrumental in our raise and incredibly helpful to us. The women uh, at Lola. Yes. The women at Primary. Yes. I mean, there is an amazing female entrepreneur. Uh, just, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal force, these women. Yeah. They it's a have, movement now. It is. It, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is like, the, and there's actually, there's so many actionable items that they can say like, okay, here, the first three slides need to be this and here's why. Because like, you're going to be sitting in a room full of men and they're not going to understand why people care about seeing their closet. Mm -hmm. Because like, but we didn't have the toolbox yeah. reference. Mm -hmm. We had had that. that. We know. were using... We used um, restaurant. restaurants. Like we yeah. were like, oh, you look at your phone to decide, like get a visual inventory of what you mm -hmm. want to eat tonight on Seamless or mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And we look at our in our inventory, decide what we're going to wear to that dinner. I mean, it was a stretch. It but was like, rich, why yeah. do we have to, if you tell a single woman about the fact that she wants to see her clothing, her clothes without being in her closet, she'll be like, yeah, duh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But what, yet we had to spend three slides on that. Right. So it, that's the frustrating part. And you can't, I let it get to me. I did. I sat, I was in a meeting with Jen Hyman and all of a sudden she looked at me and she's like, are you okay? No, she didn't look at me. She looked through me. Wow. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> and I actually just started crying. You were in your own head. I just yeah. was like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. Why do I have to spend time on this when I know it, you know it, we all know it. And she was like, Whitney, do you know what they said to me when I wanted to rent clothing to women? And they have tuxedo rentals, but yet they looked at me like, oh, how cute. Well, like people want to rent dresses. I'm like, no. I get it. I get it. I'm not being a male basher. I'm just saying right, it no. isn't. Of there's a whole study out this year that, that uh, like an a unbelievable economist, I forgot the guy's name, just escaped me. But he basically said, and you can't blame men for this, that we only, as humans, we only value what we own. So like what we own, we value. And so like whether or not you can try to put yourself in someone else's mm -hmm. shoes is very hard. They don't value, they don't own a wardrobe operating system. They don't care about right. like 5,000 different white kind of shirts. So they don't value that. And it's not that they can't try to, but just you have to be able to explain it. It's that yeah. communication of ideas. And what I thought was interesting is the first time I heard this, it was like, okay, well, that's interesting. I want to learn more. But it, to me, it was it was the opposite of what it's actually doing. In other words, it's like, oh, this is a way to spend more money and clothing and more of this and more of this and more of this. Mm -hmm. And what you said was the opposite. I spend less. I look at things and I organize them and my, I, before I buy them, I, I see what I've got in my closet. I'm like, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you're talking to the financial area of my mm -hmm. brain. I'm like, oh, this is a really good thing. Honey, go do this. Yeah. Go buy yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So it's just communicating on, on a different level, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just communication. Yep. Yep. I, that's the biggest tip you would get. Like, try your pitch out on everybody, anyone who will listen right. on the street. We got an investor out of it, actually. We were doing, like, a practice pitch yeah. for someone in Austin, just, like, a friend who was helping us out. And by the end, he goes, 
by the way, I'd be really interested in investing in this company. He ended up being one of our investors. Nice. Yeah. Um, nice. Next Coast. Next Coast Ventures. He's a former Austin Ventures. Thomas Ball, Tom Ball. He's an amazing T-Ball, yeah. they call him. He was giving us feedback and poking holes. He was so brutal and like, really, really. Like, like, this guy's tough. He does not yeah. like this idea. And, so, and a friend <laughs> set us up and was like, he's going to be really tough. He's going to be great to practice on. And by the end, he's like, okay. Can I invest? It was great. That's yeah, so practice. Really yes. Cool. On anyone who will listen, you never know what you'll get out Without of it. Without any expectation. We really didn't. Of course. Think he was no, we that. didn't. That was not the point. Thank you again, Brooklyn and Whitney. Maybe they can build me the toolbox inventory app next. A man can dream. The Masters and Founders team includes me, Dan Dillard, and producer Mariah Gossett. Thank you to Ryan Francis for co-hosting this episode with me, and special thanks to the whole team at Founding Austin. If you are enjoying the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps. Also, for more interviews, clips, and videos, you can join the Masters and Founders Facebook group for all kinds of extra content. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.